It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Terrence Howard. My mother was the cornerstone of our family. She shaped me as an actor, a musician, as a human being. So when she was diagnosed with colon cancer, it was like our whole family got cancer. And she died when she was only 56, so this is personal. Now hopefully my heartbreak is your wake-up call. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer, but you can prevent this disease. Screening finds precancerous polyps so that they can be removed before they turn into cancer. I've been screened. If you think that you're at an increased risk like I am, ask your doctor when to start screening. And if you're 50 or older, get screened. I don't have my mother anymore. So please, do everything that you can to stay around for yourself and for your family. Screening saves lives. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter.com slash Joy Keys, and you can become a fan on Facebook. Just look up Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. And now I'm on Instagram. Yes, lots of great pictures, and if you tag me in a photo, you might win a prize. You guys know I give away books and CDs and dinners and all types of things, so definitely follow, tag, tweet, retweet, all those types of things. I just want to thank you guys for all your support. Past 1.3 million downloads of the podcast. Awesome. Glad you're enjoying it, and I hope you will continue to enjoy it. Today, a beautiful, talented boxer, actress, uh, producer, <laughs> uh, mom, all these things wrapped in one person. Actress Keisha Sharp is on the line. Good morning, Keisha. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for calling in. I am doing great (laughs) that you called in today, and we're having great weather actually on the East Coast. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Finally. Yeah, finally. You know, I'm jealous of you guys on the West Coast. I have friends out there, and they're like, oh, it's 75 degrees, a wonderful day over here in Los (laughs) Angeles, and we're like freezing (laughs) at 32, you know. (laughs) It did rain over here uh, yesterday, which is we need it. So I'm I'm always excited when it's raining here. I have no pity for you. Sorry, rain. We got snow. We got ice. <laughs> we have sleet. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Well, uh, we're on the show today to talk about your role on the American Crime Story uh, FX series mm-hmm. um, dealing with O.J. Simpson. And uh, you're playing the wife of Johnny Cochran. Could you tell the audience a little bit about uh, maybe how you got the role and some of the things that are happening right now in the show? Okay, well, um, I, you know, for when you're auditioning, you get a breakdown and you get this, you know, your people send you the breakdown of this character. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, Ryan Murphy's doing the O.J. Simpson trial. This is exciting. And then um, I looked at who I was going in for, and then I thought, 
this is one of those things. It was in one of those places in your life when you're like, you audition so much and you get a little frustrated those few times, and this was one of those times. And I said to myself, I'm not going to get this. You know, I don't look that much like her. It's a Ryan Murphy show, and they have all these huge people attached to it. Are they really going to pick me? I went through this doubt thing, and I always tell people, because of the story that no matter what you're going through, push through it because you never know what's going to be on the other side. So I was going to cancel the audition, and I didn't. And on my way there, I was going to cancel, and I didn't. I'm sitting outside the room, and I'm about to cancel, and I didn't. Oh, my God. Yes. I know, isn't it crazy? But it's one of those times, and I don't go through this a lot because you just have to believe what's for you is for you and what's not you're not going to get. But in this moment, Mm -hmm. I'm human, and I was just frustrated you know, because I go in for so much. I'm auditioning all the time, and, and I'm, you know, I'm going in for producers, and they love you, but you don't get it. You know you mm. do a great job, and you don't get it. Because a lot of times it doesn't have much to do with talent. It just has to do with so many things you have no control over, whether or not your name is big enough or you're going to, you know, you're the right type to go against this guy who you're playing against. It, there's so much you have no control over. The only right, thing you have control right. over is what you do in the room. You're, you know, preparing for the audition. And so... I was going through one of those moments where it was like I was frustrated because I was tired of going in and, and doing a great job and not being and not getting it and mm-hmm. forgetting my mantra, which is what's for you is for you. It's somebody else's blessing. So I went in, <laughs> obviously, and then maybe a month and a half later, I get a call from my reps. You know when everybody gets on the phone, that means you got something. So. They're yeah. all on the phone, and they're like, Keisha, you you got the, the role. I was like, no way. Stop playing. And I'm like, no, no, you got the role. I was like, wow. So now I have this story to tell everyone that no matter what you're going through and you're frustrated in the job that you're in or so many people are getting promoted over you and you know you're doing a great job, and just keep at it. Eventually it's going to pay off, and especially yeah. at a time when you're at their lowest and you're like, I'm just tired of this, you know. <laughs> um, push through push through. So that's how it happened. That's how I got the role. Um, and what's happening on the show, what's really exciting about this character is to see, or about the show period, is seeing the what's going on in the background. You know, we saw what mm-hmm. was going on in the courtroom as, you know, we watched it on yeah. television unfold like a reality show, sadly. And But we didn't see what was going on in these people's lives. So that's exciting to see what was going on in, in Johnny Conference's life behind the the great lawyer and Marsha Clark, Clark um, seeing what's happening in her life, all the things that was going on, why this court case was going on for her. So, yeah, the show is really great. Yeah, I mean, it's um, a different look. I think a lot of people didn't know, like you said, the background of the characters or people, they're real mm-hmm. people. Um, but they're you're playing, people, you know, yeah. with some great, the great people, Courtney B. Vance. I mean, he's awesome. Um, actor and I think you guys are complimenting each other like you were saying you didn't think you know you look like her and it, I did that didn't really come to mind when I'm looking at you because I'm just focusing on the her the character the person like I, the look that really distract me you know what I'm saying so well, the tr- yeah well the truth is um that was your mind telling you, well, you don't look like her. You're not going to get it. They're going to give it to Angela Bassett because that's his real wife. You know, it's like <laughs> you just start, right, you right, start right, talking right. your, you know, because you start talking yourself out of stuff because you've been let down. So let me just make every excuse um, for why I'm not going to get it. 
you know, you know what I'm saying? And let mm-hmm. me just keep yeah. myself out of it too. So that that really what it comes down to. Because if you look her up, there's a little similarity be- between us, but no one knew her or knows her because she's not a kind of woman which is telling about who she is that tried to be in right. the limelight. She wasn't that woman and still isn't. Um, very private and. Um, so it's interesting um, to see her because you didn't know her. And, yes, Courtney and I, that was what was so great, too, because we didn't have a chemistry read. Sometimes in this business you'll have a chemistry read, which means, oh, we really like this girl. Let's see if her and Courtney Vance have a chemistry. So we didn't do any okay. of that. It was It was as if they just knew how to pick a cast. Because <laughs> really, well, Ryan and the, and the casting directors did an, an incredible job picking a cast that just clicked. And when Courtney and I met, it was as if we were Johnny and Dale. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah, like I said, I didn't, you're, you're, you know, what you look like or anything, it, it didn't really distract me. And some of the people talking about the great cast, you know, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s on there, uh, Sterling K. Brown's on there, um, mm-hmm. uh, the lady who plays Marsha, uh, Sarah Paulson. I mean, she's great. Mm-hmm. Like, at first, I almost didn't recognize, like, I was like, I kind of know that face. And then I was like, oh, my God, what? Okay. Like, <laughs> she's a chameleon. Wig, you know, it totally threw me. Yeah, I totally almost didn't recognize her because she was in such good character. I mean, I think that's I something know. about acting, like the physicality of it, the way you carry mm-hmm. yourself, the facial expressions, mm-hmm. little things, the way you hold the cigarette. These are so important, and I think young actors maybe don't get that at first. They just think about the words and kind of going across the screen maybe. But these other things, right. the way you breathe, all those things are so important. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because when you think about it, each of us is is very different, just unique, right? You are, I am, mm-hmm. everybody is. You have something very unique, like how you walk, how you dress, how you wear your hair. And when you're an actor, for me, and this is in the method world, where you're like, what does she wear? Why does she wear that? Why is her hair like that? What it, what kind of clothes does she choose to wear? It tells a lot about a person um, mm-hmm. and what they what they do or what they don't do. That for me, even that Dale wasn't that she could have been back then and today. She you could know everything about her if she wanted that to be known. Because oh yeah, she is social Dale media. Cochran, yeah, you know. Yeah, so it tells mm-hmm. you a little bit about her because the producers didn't want the us meeting the real people, right? Because this uh this the TV show is based on a book, which is based on fact, yeah, but um based on a book by Jeffrey Tobin. So um the run run of his life, that's what the book is called. So he collected all this mm-hmm. incredible information and true stuff that he put into the book, but it is from his perspective. So if we went out yeah. and met all these people that you would have all these different you, you wouldn't have a, 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 a um what's the word a, a show you wouldn't have a show that's that has one um focus and it's telling a story what you would have is a lot of different opinions right so yeah. all the mm-hmm. people of would course. be like well Dale would maybe perhaps say I didn't do that or or you know Sarah Paulson's Marsha Marsha is like well I wouldn't do that because A B C D whatever so you have to right, have right. some kind of one focus as a director and as producers of a show. So we couldn't, they did not, no, you couldn't, but they didn't want you to um, go out mm-hmm. and meet them and then come in with all these different opinions of what you should and should not be doing. But you had enough of going to Google and searching people that way and looking them up. And so little is known about Dale that it took a lot to get the information that I did end up getting because there isn't a lot about her, which told me a lot about her, <laughs> especially exactly. in this age of, exactly. of social right. media mm-hmm. and, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. Like you said, because there wasn't a lot that actually told you about her, kind of like the opposite yes, of what you absolutely. think. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. let's talk mm-hmm. about the, um, mm-hmm. the OJ. I mean, where were you? That was a uh, ninety-four, ninety-five. Like, where were you? Do you remember where you were, what you were doing at that time oh, yes. um, in your life? Absolutely, I really do. I was in college, and you, the famous uh, Bronco Chase. I remember exactly where I was. I was at King's Dominion mm-hmm. in Richmond, Virginia, and I was singing in a show. I was doing a show. That's actually when I met Brad too. So I was singing in a show there, and we were in the green room. And if you know what a green room is, it's a room where all the performers are sitting and waiting for their next um, their next show. So we're in there. You have right. food in there. You, you can, there's couches. There's your dressing room. So we were in there, all of us, looking at the television, watching this Bronco race. A race. Well, I guess it was kind of, but chase. It was um, a race. So chase. <laughs> it was a race. <laughs> Who was going to give up first? And so I remember what's funny is at the time I thought it was just um, O.J. driving and that O.J. had a gun to his head while driving. That's what I thought. And I also thought, oh, he definitely did it because why would mm-hmm. he be running? That was my first. Sh- there were so many shocks during that time. There was the shock of who's in- O.J.'s running, and then it was he has a right. gun, he's going to commit suicide. Then it was, oh, my goodness, he did it. I can't believe he did it. Those are all the Mm -hmm. things. So, yes, that's etched into my mind now, that chase and what I was feeling at the time because he was a hero. You know, he was O.J. Simpson. And I didn't know him like my parents. It was very hard. I didn't know him like our parents knew him in terms of the kind of football player he was because at that when we were that generation we didn't he wasn't playing football. We just knew him as, you know, the oh, you know, orange juice guy and and mm-hmm. like you Going know, the he airport. was a black man that was like re- <laughs> exactly that was revered <laughs> and and um so yeah, so I knew where I was and I remember this case and having my opinion about it at the time and we had never seen something like that televised and the polarizing um, case that it became. Yeah, I remember. I remember it really well. Yeah, I mean, especially after Rodney King and all that, it was just another That's thing. Exactly it, I think the after. timing of it, yeah, it, it was the timing of it just kind of like made it even bigger than life, you know, and like you said, polarizing with different communities, you know, black and white communities. Oh, my goodness. And, you Absolutely, know, this, and this, it's kind this, of like what's happening today. You know, it's the not, same thing it, over and over it, again. Yeah, it's the same thing over and over. And then what's interesting, if you think about it, with the Rodney King situation, because it was two years prior, that's the first time we someone caught it on camera. You know what I mean? Because this thing yeah. has been going on since forever, right, with pro- mm-hmm. police brutality. And when I say that, again, I like to always specify that I'm talking about those people that are bad. There are bad police officers. There are bad people in every every job. It's just the way yeah. it is. It just happens with the police officer. You have a gun and you have some kind of power, so it makes it, it can be worse when someone is not mm-hmm. behaving the way they should. And this is not every they can police die officer, with a gun. but yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And they and they have and they do. So I'm talking about those those people that are bad, the bad police officers, not the ones who are doing their job that we are so appreciative to. So. Yes, this thing has been happening for years, and this was caught for the first time, and it was like, of course, these people are going to pay, and they did not. And here we are in 2016, and the same thing is happening. It's crazy. People are catching this stuff on tape, 
and some people are still I think not that's paying a, that's for That's a good it. thing about it. Yeah, I think that's a good thing because uh, people didn't believe. And I say people, you know, and I hate to say, unfortunately, a large majority of uh, non-black people did not believe that these types of things were happening yeah. or maybe that people brought it upon themselves or maybe yeah, instigated oh, or were, were you not cooperating oh, and all these types of things. Yeah. And um, that's not the case. You know, that's not the case. And that's what social media, it has a lot of power to oh, highlight. Yes. Okay, look, see, it's really happening. We're not making this stuff up, right. you know, against, um, no, you know, African no. Americans. And um, and not, not saying Latino, that other people or, don't get arrested. Or like, exactly, Latino or immigrants, depending on where you're living. Yeah. Anybody that's the other. Right, absolutely. Right, absolutely. That's scary to people. Absolutely. And because these cops that are are behaving bad and and are um, bad cops, I'm trying to think of a better word than bad cops, but um, (laughs) and you have those 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 occasions where they do they do it to the Caucasian people too, the poor Caucasian people that that have no no power, the powerless, and in this country usually that is. The other, and but if they're bad, they're doing it to everybody. But it's more to um, to black men and women, and then it goes down down the line: black women, and then Latino, and then the poor um, Caucasian people because they have no power. If you have no power, it's hard for you to fight the system. Um, but yeah, again, you don't know so what during you the O.J. Simpson, exactly during the O.J. Simpson trial, what what helped him because I have my opinion about whether or not he's guilty and, and I do believe he's guilty, I do. And but because his defense was so great because they Cochran honed in on the those things that black men and women were dealing with in that country oh in that country, our country, oh my goodness. In in um <laughs> our country in in the nineteen nineties and before, but he honed in on that because it was real for us. We see that kind of behavior. And so he knew if he had turned it into that kind of um, trial that there was going to be um, reasonable doubt, which there was, mm-hmm. which I always believed that even then I've always said that I believe they framed a guilty man. Now, today I don't believe um, necessarily he was framed. I don't believe that anymore. But back then that's what I believed, Um but I believe he was guilty too. But if there's reasonable doubt, the jury has to come back with a not guilty. That's the law. No matter how you feel that he probably did do it, but I can see that, you know, this Furman um, guy, who he was, and that he was the leading detective on it, and you listen to how he felt about black people, there was reasonable, you know, doubt that this man, you know, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that he – that he um, perhaps framed him, put some right, evidence right. Where just to make it, just to put a button on the case that some of the evidence mm-hmm. may have been, um, uh, what's the word, may have been, oh, goodness. Tampered with it's or early. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I feel like um, that's why Johnny did such a great job because he knew his jury which is was mm-hmm. us, and we know the system and how we 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 are treated. I have stories myself about being in Richmond, Virginia during that time. I must say, during this time where I was working at King's Dominion, I was stopped by a police officer. I was police officer. Um, it, we were going. It's a real that kind of you know little 
town before you get to the bigger town, coming from Michigan, <laughs> and it, I was driving, and I had a friend in my car, Corey Reynolds, who is doing great in the business right now. He's he's he was he was in Selma. He's a he's a great actor. We were both in the car. He was in the passenger seat. We were driving, and and you know I'm I'm very safe when I'm driving. The the, the speed limit is when it changes right before it changes. So it was let's say. It was thirty. It was forty, and it went to thirty-five. Let's just say that. Okay. So it literally is changing. So I was going forty-one, maybe, and now it changed thirty-five. So I'm slowing down to go to thirty-five because I know what neighborhood I'm in. So it was going maybe thirty-six. We get stopped by a police officer, mm. and he was. It was literally one of those moments where we, I know why we were stopped. We were very clear why we were stopped, and I was just like, just let's list, you know, let's Corey, let's not. Let's be because we're out here in this in in the country, and anything can happen to us, and no one would know, you know. So, right. but it, he, he was very rude. He was obviously what we call racist. Um, mm-hmm. And and there's another story I have. My friend and I, um, Angel, Angel is doing really well too <laughs> in the business, and we were driving <laughs> across country because we were in this play, and we were in this car, and you can at night and. Driving from Chicago to um, South Carolina was it? It was a long journey, and it was That's one of those nights journey. in the middle. Yeah, yeah it was done. we had the best time. It was the best drive until this happened. So we're driving in car, and it was a rental car. It was a oh gosh, I can't remember the name of the car. So we're driving in car. It's late at night. We need to stop to get gas. So we stop to get gas in the middle of nowhere, and mm-hmm. this cop pulls in behind us, ring ring ring, and he comes over. And first of all, he thought we were two guys in a car because we're in the car. You can't see, you know, we have our he hats is. on. And then he realizes we're women. But he's still going to interrogate us. He said, this car, um, I couldn't find this car in the, you know, it looks like, you know, it, it's reported How that he stole it. stolen. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a rental car. Like, so I'm being very careful. And, I'm, and you know, I'm, I'm also being very assertive. You know, why are we being stopped? So you're telling me this rental car is coming back as stolen, and now he's getting pissed. But I have a right to say, you know, this doesn't seem right. Now I'm older, you know. So mm-hmm. I know you're stopping us because you thought because there are two black people in this car. It, it makes no sense for you to stop us. So I'm saying, so you're saying this car, you're, you're getting it that it's stolen. So I gave him the, the paperwork from the rental car, and he's like, yeah, it was, it was the plates were coming back as stolen. I knew they weren't, and I knew why he was stopping us. But that is yes. not just me. That's that's a black woman, and I know it's a hundred times worse for black men. It just is, and so yes. um, we're still getting that, you know, today. And so I understood the jury coming back because understanding how they're being treated and that there it is a possibility for this thing to happen to someone like O.J. Simpson. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, let's talk about some fun things, okay? Uh, we should yes, talk okay. about. <laughs> Um, you are dancing. Uh, I love all the things that you do, but one of the things I saw recently, and, and I know you've been doing it for a while, was hip hop and heels. You're dancing in heels. I can't. Uh, some people can't even dance flat footed. <laughs> Talk I, about this class a little I, bit. You got little videos on YouTube for people can look at. Yeah, I and, and belly dancing. So what I love finding different things to do because you know I'm I don't love working out right, and I and and I don't do it all that much but what I do love doing is classes right so I love to learn something new so a friend of mine a few years ago because I've been doing this for a few years said Keisha come to this class it's called hip-hop and heels and 
and I've never been a hip hop dancer, right? So I did theater and mm-hmm. stuff, but not hip hop. And so I like to challenge myself to say, I'm going to try it. I'm just going to go. So we went to this class, and Brandy Evans is who teaches this class, and she's amazing. And and very giving and kind, and all groups of people from, you know, whether or not you're a dancer who's been dancing your whole life or you're just starting like I was in terms of hip-hop, and all sizes. So, you know, we have people with with very thin frame, then we have people with all these curves, which I love. Mm. I don't know if we've ever talked about that, but I love curvy women <laughs> because I wish I was, I wish I was curvy. Um so I appreciate all oh, wait the curves a second. Of you a are woman. curvy. You are curvy. No, not like that. Curvy. I mean like hips. Oh, you okay. No, I mean like <laughs> hip hips. You know like those hips. Like you can see yes. I love hips and and big booties okay. and I don't have them. So anyway, so I love that. So you have all <laughs> I do. My whole family has that and I never did. I had a I don't know if we've ever talked about that, but growing up I just had a really hard time not being curvy. Like I used to wear big T shirts because I wanted and I and you know, my family is full of black women with very beautiful bodies and I didn't have that. So I was I wanted that. You know, um anyway, I always had boobs. I this didn't is have so the surprising. Hip- wait a second, wait a second, Keisha, Keisha, let me just tell yeah. you I have a lot of guy friends and whew, you have plenty of curves, okay? Trust me. If you, if I could get a whole petition. You know, they say you need the petition okay. to go to, to the Congress and pass a law. You know, saying Hold that on. Keisha let me Sharp tell you, curves. Joy. You will get the petition signed, okay? <laughs> well, now I have a little hip. Like now, I have a little hip because you know we. I okay. have a son, so I have a little hip mm-hmm. now. And you know, from working out, I have a, uh, I have a, a, a decent booty, but not. Okay. First of all, not the kind that I would have wanted, but that. But right, thank you, right. God, for the little bit I have. The one I would have wanted, like <laughs> if I think about my mom. I grew up with a woman who has a Coke bottle body. She had a really little waist and huge hips. Like you would think today that she had it done, right? Like it's okay, not real. Right. A huge hips mm-hmm. and booty. This is what I grew up with. And, and so for me, it's my mom. So I wanted that. I wanted that because I thought it was beautiful and I still do. But, and there's nothing that I will ever have because it's just not my body type. And so now yes. I have a little more. But back then, listen, I didn't. And so I used to wear okay. T-shirts to cover it up. And my sister had a great body like that. And so I didn't. So I had, until I went to college, did I not appreciate the body that God gave me. And I'm like, okay, I have to embrace it because this is what it is. And you learn to love what you have. And even when you're still a little insecure about it, you're just like, this is what it is. But growing up, I mm. really had a hard time with it. So when I look at a curvy oh. woman, I love curvy women like those ads like those lame brian ads i right, love right. them i think those women like oh the most God. beautiful women i just do and i always write about it it's not anything a secret i always talk about it so in this class you have all shapes right so i love it we're in heels you have to be in heels not kitty heels now it's a no kitty heel class <laughs> you can't come in with no two inch heel you got to come in right, with right. a four inch and the the easiest thing to dance with is um boots Boots with heels. Those okay. are easy because it protects your ankles and, you know, sexy mm-hmm. boots. And it's only for women. So no one's in there gawking, and so you don't feel, you know, weird about people, you know, like, no right. offense, but no guys in there looking something. at us. Yeah, none of yeah. that. So it's just women, and we're supportive. And if you can't do a certain move, who cares? Do it the way you can. And it's the best class. You have to look it up. It's um, Brandy Evans' um, Hip Hop and Heels. I love it. And it, and it's a great oh workout. Your legs. Yeah, think about it. You're in heels dancing, so your thighs and your legs are getting really um, firm and muscular and in a in a good way, you know. 
not right, too right. big, but just the right kind of way. And same with belly dancing. I love belly dancing, and it gets your so you toned. You, you just decided to do it one day, the belly dancing? I just decided or? to do it, honey. I just decided to do it. I was looking on okay. YouTube. I love. First of all, I love YouTube. Can I just tell you how much I love YouTube? So I put in belly dancing because I was bored one night, and I was like, well, let me, and I was looking up belly dancing. I was looking up other types of, um, um, you know, hip-hop dancing, too, because I can only go yeah. to hip-hop and heels um, one one time a week. Now she does it two times a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and sometimes she's out of town because she dances all over the country. She does it all over the country. So I was looking okay. online. And I looked up belly dancing. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to try this. So, you know, I started dancing in my own living room. And I'm like, this is cool. And I'm working muscles that I've never moved before because it's a different form of dance. You're moving parts of your your abs you've never moved, parts of your, you know, glute. glute, I was going to say butt. So I might as well just say butt. butt. (laughs) (laughs) Is that right? It's like it's not even coming out right. But anyway, so I was... I was so sore the next day. I was like, oh, I have to keep doing this. So I love belly dancing. I ordered all my belts, you know, because you have these belts mm-hmm. with the with the noise. I love it. Right, So, right. yeah, I'm my always searching for that. something new. Oh, really? Yeah, my girlfriend started. She has, yeah, she's doing class. She does the rumba and step, all the step dance, and then she started getting into belly oh, dancing. Yeah. And, and like you said, you get bored with one thing, so it's good. And also any trainer will tell you, you if you keep doing one thing yeah, all your the body time, gets used to it. Your, your body gets used to it, and then you just hit plateau. So you, it's good That's to right. change it up and switch it up. And, um, oh, you know, yeah. don't be afraid, like you said, making a mistake. It doesn't matter. The point is that you're just trying and being adventurous. And I think that's a great right. rule for life, you know, like like you said about, you know, you weren't sure about the audition for, you know, the the American crime story, but you still pe- push through it. You know, sometimes that's what happens in life. Oh, yeah. We have to push through that fear. And on the other side, wow, it's always going to be a treasure. It's always going to be yeah. something. Because I feel like it, the when you hit that place in your life with whatever you're doing, whether it's um, – in in an office job or in the entertainment world, whatever it is, you hit that place where you're feeling down or you're feeling like it's this is all it's going to be. I might as well not even try. Or exercise and you're like, I'm tired of doing this. I'm just not going to do it. Or you see something new and you're like, ah. Push through that. That always means that you're about to reach another level in your life. I would not be talking to you about the O.J. Simpson show had I not pushed through that feeling of I'm not going to get it, mm-hmm. this is another one, I'm not going to get it, it's a great show, and all these great people are attached to it, I'm probably not going to be the one they choose. Um, and I pushed through that, and then I got the show. And so I, I use that all the time now. When I'm at that point, whenever I get to that point with anything, it's like, gosh, I don't want to do this. I don't feel like going to the gym. <laughs> I don't feel like going to that class. And then right. I'll go, and it will be the best workout ever. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, uh, so yeah, definitely. that that's something I would tell anybody that's listening is just push through it. I promise you, you will be happy you did. I promise you, you will be happy. You, did. <laughs> you will always see that. Well, well, Keisha, we have run out of time, but I think we ended on a oh, great no. note about pushing through. <laughs> yeah, I know it went by so fast, right? Um, of pushing it did. through oh, your fear and, and and getting through that plateau. 
I wish you much success with this show. Oh my and um, Thank definitely you. come back on when you, whatever your next project is. I would love to have you. Tell your husband I said hi. Her husband is also very talented um, as well. Their whole family is just oh, amazing. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and um, good luck with the hip hop and heels. <laughs> oh, thank you. No breaking any ankles. <laughs> no breaking thank any you so ankles. Much, Joy. You, have a, you have a great weekend, okay? And I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Joy. Okay, all right. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I was just speaking with actress Keisha Sharp. Um, she was talking about her role as Johnny Cochran's wife on FX's uh, The American Crime Story, The People versus O.J. Simpson, and that comes on Tuesday nights on FX, so you can check that out um, if you have cable. Um, and it's not – a lot of times I think they have it on Amazon as well. You can look at the, the streaming um, after, like, on Wednesdays or something, it comes up on Amazon. Uh, so don't don't miss that opportunity to see Keisha Sharp. Also, you can check her out on her website, KeishaSharp.com. And um, she's on Twitter, and she's on Facebook. So she's all over the place. So you can check her out, follow her, support her. She's a great talent, a multi-talented person. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. You can follow me at Joy Keys on Twitter. You can become a fan on Facebook. Look up Saturday mornings with Joy Keys. And also check me out on Instagram. Um, and also, you know what, you guys can email me. My email address is Saturdays with Joy Keys at Hotmail.com if you have any questions or comments. I look forward to your support. And, again, thank you so much for have, uh, having me this Saturday and listening. Have a great weekend. Hi, this is Terrence Howard. My mother was the cornerstone of our family. She shaped me as an actor, a musician, as a human being. So when she was diagnosed with colon cancer, it was like our whole family got cancer. And she died when she was only 56, so this is personal. Now hopefully my heartbreak is your wake-up call. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer, but you can prevent this disease. Screening finds precancerous polyps so that they can be removed before they turn into cancer. I've been screened. If you think that you're at an increased risk like I am, ask your doctor when to start screening. And if you're 50 or older, get screened. I don't have my mother anymore. So please, do everything that you can to stay around for yourself and for your family. Screening saves lives. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.